I don't think it's fair to associate Ellen with that responsibility she assumed on the basis on the basis of it's her show because it's not her show. Her she name assumed is it. her name is on a show. She that, assumed it. She what? She assumed the responsibility. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, but it's not her show is what I'm trying to get you to understand, Walker. So semantics. Okay, it's not her show, but if she's willing to work with her executive producers to fix the issue, isn't that her responsibility? I disagree. Even if she assumes it. You have to, you have to do something if you're Ellen. But I she think... She ain't got to do Jack. No, well, okay, excuse me. You should do something if you're Ellen. You should. But to, okay, but so to, but to put if, the weight to, to put the weight of the responsibility on Ellen on a show that's not really hers, I got a problem, I got with, a that. problem with that. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Season Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. <laughs> Walker! This is the tipping point. Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you for tuning in again to our latest podcast. We want to shout out all listeners, but we want to spe- we want to speak specifically to our new listeners. If you are listening to us for the first time and you happen to enjoy this sophisticated ignorance, please do the necessary and subscribe. Follow us on whatever streaming platform you're streaming this podcast from. Give us a five star review. Show us love. Let us know that you rock with us. Also, guys, you can go to our website, which actually features all of the streaming platforms you can listen to this podcast on as well as our social media platforms. Gatry, the website is thetippingpoint.com that's T-H-A tippingpoint.com Thank you, sir. Uh, Shall we begin? Is this episode 89? 89, bro. Episode 89, Gatry, how are you? Walker, I'm in a great, great space. Did you have some pound cake with icing on it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh walker you're hitting them early aren't you <laughs> is this going to be the type of mood you're in today i just need to make sure i'm emotionally prepared because you know i am the emotional one um can you ever get emotionally prepared for anything me yeah no that's why i'm emotional i don't prepare for anything that's why the emotions that's what are so i was getting at okay well answer so to that is no answer okay. to both of those questions is no um no, Walker, in a great space, man. Uh, I'm just going to give you an update real quick. Um, dang, I got some shout outs for some listeners, too. I don't know how to do all this. So I'm just going to go. Uh, you know, a few episodes back, I informed you and our listeners that my wife ordered a Peloton bike, right? Well, that Peloton was delivered to our home on Monday. Shout out to Rico and Tay, two of my new homies, two new listeners, uh, who delivered the bike. We had some great combo. I had the tipping point blasting at the crib and they were like, man, what is this foolishness? I said, man, pull your phones out and subscribe right now. And they did. So shout out to those young guys, man. Um, the future is going to be in good hands if more people like these are walking our streets. But anyway, so dude, the Peloton is in Walker. I've been a pillow freak. And let me just say, I'm not going to draw this out. I understand wholeheartedly 
what the fuss is all about. The Peloton experience is top notch. I am in. It is in my veins. Walker, give me more of it. Um, <laughs> so, no, nah, it's been it's been cool, man. Uh, just wanted to. I kind of I wanted to start out with that for some reason because I think I'm still kind of high off the Peloton off my 65 minute ride this morning. Are there like um, but, videos or something that you watch as you're doing the the bicycling to like encouragement? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, cool. just just imagine like you're in a spin class, but you got the coach right there in front of you, and um, he's just he's just in your face. Like, come on, man, come on, man, come on. This is our next segment. This is our next interval. Da 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 da. Come on, you got some more in you. Da 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 da. Just like that, and it's very very infectious. Is it a Nordic track or what kind is it? A Nordic track? What do you mean? Bike, like the cycle bike. It's a Peloton. All of okay. it's Peloton. Okay. Excuse me. So that's the name of it is the Peloton. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Excuse me. Ew. Um, <laughs> also, <laughs> don't ever, don't ever make that noise ever again. Oh, man. I want to shout out my, my, my little homie, my young homie, B Fields. Um, he subscribed to our YouTube channel, something our own Walker has yet to do. Yeah, I'm calling you out, bro. Um, but I love our YouTube subscribers, man. I love that people get to uh, get on there and see our foolishness with the visuals and hear our foolishness as well. So thank you for your follow. Thank you for your subscription. Really appreciate that. Um, Walker, I got to ask you some stuff. I don't know if I should like wait for you to give your opening greeting salutations or whatever. And then get into the questions. I asked you how you were doing. No, but I was going to ask you, but I don't know if it's like, should I ask you questions now? Or should I ask you how you're doing and then get to the questions? Tell I don't me, know. Tell me I don't know how you reconcile your mind was decent and what's appropriate. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. It's, it's not me for do. me to tell you. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to reach, I'm going to dig deep in myself and just take the take the emphasis off my own self for a second. And I'm going to look across the board. Only if you promise to remind me to ask the questions to you that I had for you after I asked Walker, how are you doing on that side of the internet, bro? Doing well. Doing well. Um, a little tired. Busy weekend. Helped my sister move. Oh my goodness, dude, you're a saint. Moving is always fun, especially after you ran four and a half miles that morning. So, yeah, needs to say I'm just catching up on rest. But other than that, uh, I'm doing I'm doing fairly well. Okay. I can't complain at all. You're a saint, Walker. Anybody over 30 that's black that's helping people move is a saint in my heart. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> I try to be. I wanted to ask you before you ask questions. Um how are, how are y'all doing about school? Um, when does school start for, Dude, for YG? Is it, it already started or is good. it about to that's start? Good. That was one of the things we were going to get into with some of my questions, man. We're sending, well, well, let's get to the questions then. We're sending, we don't have to lead with that one. We're sending YG and AG to school. Uh, my youngest gets to join my oldest at the same school on Thursday. We're sending them with face shields. We're sending them with face masks. We're sending them with Clorox wipes. Yeah, we got we got them for the low. Uh, we're sending them with everything, Walker. So uh, we're kind of... I, I think I'm more nervous about it than my wife is. But, um, you know... I'm surprised you're nervous. Say what? I'm surprised you're nervous. No, nah, I'm acting like I'm not, but you know... Because you and your wife have kind of given this whole pandemic both middle fingers um, no, in terms of how I'm y'all have done y'all. 
Walker, this is so good. I feel like we've done 88 other podcasts. Like, we got that synergy. It's like, you know what I'm thinking about over here. Yeah, um, y'all don't really care. Y'all Walker. can't wait for this to come. Okay, here we go, Walker. Let's get right into it. Shout out to my homeboy, Jermaine Mason, in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, because he has been giving me so much crap about my corona thoughts, right? And I want to set the record straight, Okay. Yeah, if you listen to the Karani virus episode, I am just like laying it out there. Like I just did not respect it. Anything like that. Coronavirus was in its infancy. No one really knew anything. But let me give you the reality, Walker. I know the coronavirus is real. Are we still calling it coronavirus or are we calling it COVID? I know it's real, Walker. I've been I've been Your exposed. Your president to- called it the China virus, actually. Okay. You I'm not going to call that. it that because I'm a sensitive human being. Um, but let's, uh, <laughs> let me set the record straight, Walker. Shots. Respect to this virus. Indeed, because I'm masking up, you know, even even though, yeah, I'm masking up when I go out. Don't be shocked by that, Walker. Um, you mentioned you have. Thank you. You know, so I'm I'm doing my part to try to help flatten the curve, right? Even though, even given some of the information, even considering some of the information I've been given, because I, I just I just think, and 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 I've been challenged to think, well, well, Ronnie, like, what if what if the media has overblown it and it's half true? Even if it's half true, it's still a situation. And that was kind of where my thought process started to shift a little bit. Now, granted, Walker, I, d- I don't want you looking at me like this. I have since it, since this thing has been going down, I have not left this house without my mask. I have not. I'm masking up. Good job. What I'm else you got to say, Walker, talking about these middle fingers? You've had randos come in and babysit your kids and you don't know where they've been. Um, your youngest has been in daycare throughout this pandemic. Okay. With other nasty two-year-olds. Um, they're going to be nasty with or without the pandemic. But you haven't flinched. Still dropping them off. Drop your, your oldest off to a basketball camp and left. For two weeks. Wait, two weeks, huh? He he just finished the second week this week. But keep going, Walker. I hate to keep interrupting you. So it it, it gets better. So my thing is, why the the concern now of over school? I mean, it's not like y'all have kept them at the house away from danger or anything. True. It's just, I don't know. Um, They're other kids, you know? And it's just... I don't think any parent entering the school year, whether it be, uh, as we're saying at our school, brick or click, is not a little nervous about it. See what I did there, Walker? Yeah, you like it. it. You like it. This is what. This is why you join these Zoom calls. Um, But yeah, I think every parent. Yeah, that's why because you like that corny humor. Um, I think every parent is nervous, regardless of the situation. I think it's normal with school age kids to be nervous about the kids reentering this particular school year, just because it's unlike any other. So yeah. Um, did you hear about the girl in in Georgia who got temporarily suspended for taking a photo or recording students? In between classes, crowded amongst one another. No, but they had masks on, so it was all good. You saw the video? I didn't. I'm just, well, I'm just producing optimism. You're just talking. Gotcha. They didn't. Um, and it really, what I got from that, um, and of course, of course, they overturned it. The girl will be back on in school on Monday. Um, it just goes to show that I don't think these superintendents 
I'm not going to say across the board. Maybe there have been some who actually have figured this thing out. But it seems to me that a lot of these schools are doing like what a lot of businesses have been doing, just reopening without any type of well thought out plan. And as a parent, that would make me really concerned about bringing my child somewhere where they haven't really fully thought through on how to best protect my child. Mm. Right. Okay. And I, I don't have kids, but I could imagine parental anxiety is real. So when you're dealing with something like this, I mean, even pre pandemic, you already got tons of germs flying around a school already, but my goodness, like if you haven't thought about, this thing what what gives me the peace of mind to leave my child with you for hours a day and you don't even know you haven't even wrapped your mind around how to best protect them like i i just didn't know what what was what would be going through your mind on that well let me offer this and um you, you spoke of my youngest son who's been in daycare for several months now uh since since the quarantine started well you know there there's there's a communication given to parents about how the school year is going to look and in, in this particular instance, how daycare is going to run and those measures that you expressed would be your concerns. If you were a parent were addressed and said email, they even sent some videos out. So as parents, we have to ingest that information and then make the decision. Okay. Well, we feel like if these measures are adhered to which they should be, which they will be, then we feel like it's a safe environment for our kid. No different from, um, from the school. So um, I, I happen to be on PTO. So I've been very close closely bonded to this whole situation. And I've been informed of the uh, practices and measures that are put in place to try to keep the kids as safe as possible. Right. So um, as I get this information, I bring it back to the house. We put it on the table and talk about it. And then all this information gets communicated. And uh, we even we uh, being PTO even came up with a nice, cool video showing parents and students what the school experience would look like in terms of keeping everyone safe um, and, you know, uh, st- staying COVID aware, as I'm saying. So those things kind of soften the concern a little bit. Um, but I'm not going to lie. You're 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 the thing you just shared about the student in Georgia. That That is very concerning. So, you know, you just got to you got to just it, it's, it's rough because, I mean, my wife and I both work. So, you know, if the schools are open, I hate to simplify it, but we're sending them. If you're going to charge me tuition, we're going to send our kids there. Okay. Let me ask you something, Walker. Since we're fingerless in the air, go ahead. Let me ask you something while we're on COVID. Um, Speaking of the Korani virus, you made a comment, Walker, saying that you thought this virus was man-made. Do you still stand by those weeks after that recording? Um. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, it's a vague saying, but yeah, I do think it, I, I I don't feel like this is something that organically just happened. I think this is a result of either human error, something intentional, either way, yes, I believe it's man-made. Okay, so you think there are factors in play behind this pandemic? Potentially. Do I don't mean- know, I don't know what it is or what it could be, but I, I just, I feel like if this was something that was going to happen, it would have happened already. Like, why are we just being introduced to this type of virus? And we've been nasty for like centuries. <laughs> like, 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just I just feel like this would have been reared as ugly head right. if it was something that was just organically going to come come across. I, I feel like that was either through human error or something intentional gave way to this. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Okay. Um, now, getting into conspiracy theory as I'm to not the gonna intent behind there, it, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm know. I'm not going to take you there, Walker. That's not, that, that wasn't God my bless intent. You. I just. I, uh, my homeboy Jermaine, uh, who was listening to that particular recording, I had to run it back because, you know, we, we strive to record weekly. It's hard for me to keep up with everything I may have spewed out of this weird mind of mine. Um, but no, I, when I did re-listen to it, I was like, oh, listen, listen to Walker. Let me see, let me see if his thoughts have changed. So that was, that was pretty much my, my own concern there. So, and, it, got, and, and it's weird because m- while my thoughts of COVID are, di- are slightly different, I don't think it's man-made. I think it's. I, I think the coronavirus itself is a natural cause. You okay. know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of odd. Not odd, but it's kind of interesting to see how we each have our opinions, and they base from uh, uh, unconventional uh, arenas, if you will. Does that make any sense, Walker? Yeah. Okay. You you're giving me energy, like you want to get out of here. <laughs> I'm giving you that today. <laughs> okay. I'm going to switch gears here, Walker. This is a totally random question, but uh, this question came up in my group me and, um, and you know, I answered it and I've been kind of stewing on it ever since. And knowing how you are Walker, I really want to get your feedback on this. Okay. Super random, super <laughs> random. If you are positioned to receive $3 million today or $4,000 for Every week for as long as you live, which option would you take? Wait, three million up front. Three million liquid up front. Here you go, Walker. Check for three. What do they call it? Do they call millions M's? Is that what the kids are calling it now? Because I, I know I got I know I got stacks. I know I got racks. You're only 38. Don't do this. Okay. Don't act, don't act old. You're only 38. Okay. But yeah, three M's, right? You, you can you can take a lump sum check right now, or you can say, you know what? Keep your three million. Give me four thousand dollars a week for as long as I live. Four thousand dollars a week for four, as long as I live. Four grand. <clears throat> I need to know which option you're taking and why. And I know it's off the cuff. You haven't had time to prepare. You you love to be introspective. Just give me some off the cuff here, Walker. Gotcha. There's no right or wrong answer here. Maybe there it is. <laughs> um, I would take probably the four thousand dollars. Yes. That's $208,000 a year, and I plan to live on this life for goodness. Another what? At least 50 to 60. So if you add that up, you will have made well over the three milli. Now, this is not even money I'm earning, right? This is money that someone is volunteering. So I'm not even living off of this. No. This is could just this continue is, to just collect interest. This is this walk. You'll love this one. This is icing on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't put it on pound cake. <laughs> I'm a mad man cake. with a microphone walker. <laughs> and then when we're not recording, you're just a madman. <laughs> By the way, Mama Gatry. I would love to try your pound cake. I will make an exception for you. All right? Because you're the bomb. I'm pretty sure you make great pound cake. 
with icing all over it. Please, I, as a matter of fact, with, nope. You wait. You you sit over there and hold on, Gatry. This is a commercial for you. Hey, what they say in football? Take a knee on this one. Sit, take a knee on this one on the sidelines, Mama Gatry. I would like cake with my icing. Okay, how about that? All right. Now, you about to say something, Gat? Can we go back to the question, please, sir? See, this is this is what this is why I have such you a hard. Up, you brought up cake and icing. You this the one is why I have a, such such hard time with you, Walker. You know, I, I I introduce this question. I say there's no right or wrong answer, and you pick the right answer anyway. I applaud you, and you just find mm-hmm. a way to stab me in the sternum. You brought you you brought the dagger to me. What was the dagger? I said it was icing. icing on the cake. Yeah, you brought the dagger to me. What do you want me to do with it? How was that a dagger? Don't you like icing on your cake? Twirl it? Hey, what do you want me to do with it? I just said to your mom, I would like to try her. How is that that being mean to you? How was me saying icing on the cake is, is a dagger to you? I didn't say it was. I said you brought it up by bringing up the, the icing on the cake. You called it a dagger. You just did. Why are you being so emotional? Because I want answers. <laughs> and you're back against the wall. You don't know how to get out. What do you mean? <laughs> anyway, why are you taking the four grand per week, Walker? Let's just get back to it. Because there's more money over a period of time. Okay. That's all. It just makes more sense. So, you're not going to spend three million right away. We have well, extra before. extra four thousand a month though. Oh my! No goodness. no 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 four thousand a week. Well, not a week. A week. That's what I'm saying. Extra four thousand a week. Oh my goodness, dude. That's twenty. What's the what? That's what sixteen. Sixteen a month. On top of what you're already bringing in. Sixteen racks, bro. That's that's a nice way to live. I don't need three milli up front if I'm gonna be living sixteen an extra sixteen a month. I mean a month. For the rest of my life, so, so I, that was my that was my answer too. Obviously, um, I, and, and and I'm being unfair here because I had time to stew over it. But again, I couldn't get the question out of my head. And I, I I I love how you are structured. I love how your financial planning goes. A little bit, you told me like I'm intrigued by that. So I'm like, man, let me bring this to Walker. But Walker, you know the biggest thing about this that I that I realized, which would definitely push me to the four grand a week thing, capital gains tax. Oh my goodness, Walker. They're gonna tax you more off that three million than they are gonna your, your weekly four grand. You know what I'm saying? So that three million is it really three million? And then I get that four grand every week, so you could keep taxing it. I still surpass the three million at some point. And imagine if you put that for, let's say you're doing well to where you don't even need to use the four grand. You're making that money you start work. Putting, you start putting that money in it and like the, the, how much it makes over time. My goodness, dude, you, you, you have granted. I mean, nothing wrong with taking the three M's up front, but my thing is, dude, like you have money coming in over a period of time consistently. This you can't beat that. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks, Walker. <laughs> I think it was the value, uh, the the value of money over time, or something like that. But yeah, time value of money. Time there value you money go, is Walker. This, this, thinking about. This but yeah, is, this is why I record these things with you, man, because sometimes you end up making sense. What's your next question? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Danielle Ridgeway too, by the way. Today's her birthday. Covering your assets. Um. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna What's ask. What's your next question? question? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait on the next one. 
I'm gonna wait. Why? On because it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't fit right with the with the uh, aesthetic we got going for this recording. So aesthetic we got going. <laughs> Do you have any more questions? No, that's it, Walker. I didn't. I didn't know you were. You, you only had, had two. You made it seem like you had like a like a laundry list of questions. You you came in with the COVID thoughts, and I just I literally like my brain was having a party because I'm like, man, we are synchronized because most of my questions you answered before I got a chance to ask them. That means, you know, again, it's like we've done this 88 other times. Oh, so, got you. This is called okay. synergy, Walker. It's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> ask the other question, dude. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. We could just move on. I'll ask so, you. Uh, I ask you when we're done. You'll be like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I'm kind of glad you didn't ask that question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Something this isn't a question. This isn't a question. This is shout out for you, Walker. You know this is rough for me. So, um, I'm shouting out a lot of people today. So, Walker, let me tell you what happened. My older sister, who listens to us weekly, thank you for listening, big sis. And I'm not going to say your name because I know you said you didn't want me to. So, um, she reaches out to me. I think it was Wednesday, Tuesday. No, 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 no. It was Wednesday or Thursday. And um, I hate what I hate about the iPhone Walker is if someone texts you a voice message, like after you listen it, the message self destructs in like 20 seconds or something like that. So you can't really capture it because I was trying to find a way to forward it to you, even though mm-hmm. I didn't want to. But anyway, it was about our unhappily, unhappily ever after recording. So um, my sister, long story short, she says, Ronnie, you know, I have to go with Walker on this one um, only because you made it seem like there is no there is no real space for happiness in a functional marriage. Right now, this is a voice note, so I couldn't really combat her. I just had to listen. You know how hard it is for me to do that. Um, She even she even went on to share and I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but she even went on to share about one of her prior relationships, how um, the gentleman she was dating had similar sentiments to me in terms of if you are if you are joining forces with me in, in a dating, uh, not platonic, but in a courtship or whatever, you cannot put the expectation on me to make you happy. Right. And so I wish I could pause the recording right there to say, hey, listen, sis, this is the this is the crux of what I was trying to convey. Now, one could one could assume or one could even accuse me of not projecting that accurately, which I will um, fight to the end of time. But the whole thing is, again, going into the marriage, you have expectations, right? I expect my spouse to wash the dishes every night. I'm just as an example because we know I wash the dishes in this house. Um, but these are expectations, right? These are <laughs> these are expectations. Now, as you're going through this list, like most of us are going to do who, who choose to do premarital counseling, you're going to go, okay, okay, that's cool. Okay, that's cool. It's ha- if happiness is on that list, you need to retreat. Don't retreat. I'm sorry. You don't need to retreat. 
you need to talk. So you, you did it again. I know, you I know, but I caught myself again. this time. I caught myself this time. Don't retreat, but talk about the happiness. Let's, let's talk about what happiness looks like for that person. And then be intentional about saying, can I sustain this level of happiness for this person on the other side of the courtship? I don't want people to just overlook that. You know, happiness is underrated. It is impossible for humans to be happy 100% of the time. It is impossible. And that 100% even translates into marriage, right? So anyway, my sister went went on just to say, hey, you know, um, this is really good. I enjoyed listening to it, but I got to go with Walker on this one. And so um, I haven't talked to her since she sent me that because I don't know how to how to really articulate what I want to say. So, um, but I figured you like that. <laughs> I figured you like that because you like it when people toot your horn. So there you go, Walker. Go have that. I don't care anymore. Why you act like you don't like it when people toot your own horn? No one toots my horn. <laughs> well, why do you act like you don't like it when people actually do? No one toots your horn at all? Well, and that's, I think that's, I think. And you- that's not even true because I actually toot your horn for you. I give you props and show you love. I do. I'm not denying that, Walker. Okay. And what, and how do you normally respond? I oh, get out of here. <laughs> I got issues, Walker. Exactly. Hey, I'm not running away from my issues, man. I got self-esteem issues. That's cool. I'm trying to make them better. What time? What's the timestamp on this part of recording? I want to hear this part over and over that you got issues. What's the timestamp? I just need to know. Just for my right at the half hour mark, Walker. Okay. Awesome. I just know to just listen to this part over. Whenever I see you demonstrate that you have issues, I just need to go to this point in this podcast to know Don't this is why he does walk. We got the equipment. I'm going to clip it up and just just give you like the minute segment and just send it to you. That way you can just tap it and listen to it. Tap it and listen to it. Tap are, it and is, listen to is it. Is the subject letting header going to be like Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday? Like, are you going to, is it going to be like a present? You know what it's, it's going to be, Walker? It's going to be, let me know when you're done. Okay. I'm right. ready to get Doherty. Does anyone did anyone ever agree with you on that? On on your points? Did anyone say yeah, Gat? I'm with you. One I'm one hundo. Why do you have to ask like that? <laughs> I had one person agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm one, happy for you. One out of six people who have cared to share their opinions on those comments. Oh, I'm not good at that. I'm not- <laughs> I'm not Speaking good at Mad Walker, so I don't know what that percentage is. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, that's funny. I'm my mom's only son. <laughs> Do you want to uh, tackle this prayer list real quick? Do you have anybody on the prayer list for this week? I don't, but I feel like I should. Uh, did I overlook, overlook some people? You did. Ouch. A lot of people, actually. Selfish Ronnie. Um... My prayers with the people of Beirut. Oh my gosh, dude. Did you see that? I did see that. Um, and it looks like just a freak accident. Yeah, right. Really. Like, I, I just don't, I don't, I couldn't detect any foul play from what I saw. I just, oh. Yeah, so our thoughts and prayers are are with the people there, um, those whose lives were taken, those who were injured, those who've had loved ones or friends, coworkers, uh, colleagues to have been injured or killed in that uh, massive explosion 
Um, my thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, I hear that there was a shooting in D.C. Um, that took place either earlier this morning or yesterday or something like okay, that uh, in an area of Greenway called Greenway. Uh, I, I, um, I have not heard about that. One person died, has died, 20 injured. Um, so I thought some prayers there. I don't we don't know. I don't know much about that. Um, I'm going to do some more reading up on it later today. But yeah, that that happened within the last 24 hours. So our thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers are with the people of Washington, D.C. That's all I got, bro. Wow. I need you to stay up, man. I need no, you to stay up. I just been in we can... the Peloton Vortex. <laughs> There's a whole um, world that exists outside of this bike. <laughs> well, uh, with that, shall we get into discussion trash and throw out some topics? We don't, I don't have a, we don't have a lot uh, this yeah. week, I've got two topics, bro. Do you? Would you? You want to go first? Yeah, because this one, this one, I want to target you on, and I hope you want to. I hope you want to discuss this one. All right, you ready, Walker? I'm ready. Gun sales amongst Black people have skyrocketed this year, up to this point this year. Discuss the trash. You can discuss it. Mm, okay. So, Walker, you've already established the fact that you're a numbers guy. So, I'm going to lead off with this metric. Um, 58.2% increase of gun and gun purchases just in the black community this year. So, um, the, the article I read was, um, it was it was really good. It, it, was, it was actually like highlighting a, um, a black-owned gun shop in Texas. And so, there were a lot of, uh, there was a lot of commentary from the owner of who I couldn't get the name in that article was so weird. But anyway, um, but, you know, they, they're talking to him about this uptick and black people arming themselves. And he essentially just went on to challenge the whole notion of the history of gun control in the U.S. And so um, hopefully many of our listeners know. And if you don't, here's an interesting history uh, nugget. Um there's a point in time where black people were prohibited from arming their, themselves, which, you know, you got to think constitutionally, Second Amendment type type thing. Like, how is this? But also in this period of time, it was questionable if, if the Constitution applied to people that look like Walker and us. So it's it's been it's been a movement or a shift here lately um, because trends have shown numbers wise that it's been going up like steadily. But this year is just kind of like a boop. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's easy to 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 look at, you know, the the civil unrest with the pandemic, the civil unrest with the um, systemic uh, racial injustice going on. It's easy. It's easy to look at these as triggers for people going to uh, buy firearms. Did you see what I did there? Pun intended. Um but he, the the guns, the gun shop owner, Walker. You didn't even give me a flinch there. Come on, work with me. I'm trying to give you good material. I'm listening. Okay. This is what listening looks like. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I need to learn that. Um, but no. So the the gun the gun shop owner, um, he credits uh, people of color for doing their research and realizing, like, hey, you know, we've come a long way from being prohibited to carry these things. Let's let's, you know, exercise our constitutional right now that we're on, you know, I guess seemingly on paper we're on somewhat of a level surface. But there's there's no there's no crime for is no crime committed when a black person now goes and legally registers for a firearm. So why aren't we doing more of that? You know what I'm saying? So um, that's that's really that's really the basis of this whole movement, in his opinion. I want to get your thoughts on it, Walker. What, what do you think about everything I just spewed out to you? 
I mean, I think if you want a gun, go get one. I think you should resolve in your own mind why you want one. I will say this. I don't want to get a gun out of fear. Mm. That that shouldn't be my motivating factor. I should I should everything I have in my home is because I want one and it shouldn't be motivated by external outside influences or, or whatever's going on in the world. Um, I, I see nothing wrong with black people protecting themselves, the whole nine. But at the same time, I think whether you're black or white, purchasing a gun out of fear actually is very dangerous and you're inviting danger. I mean, I, again, I go back in my mind about the couple who was in that uh, gated neighborhood in St. Louis who came out there out the house pointing guns at protesters walking by their home. Right. You have a gun because you are afraid of something. And once that fear is realized, now you become you you become a threat to potentially a threat to other people's safety as a result of such. So uh, the fear is real. I think for black people, we we never feel safe. And the logic that I've heard other people say is that if you don't feel safe without or with a gun, you might as well have a gun on you. Hey, I'm not even going to knock that. Do what you feel is best for you at the end of the day. I'm just glad to see us owning guns. I just know for me in my house, if we own guns, it's because we enjoy guns and we we understand how to use guns and we just have them on us. But getting a gun out, out of fear of what's going on, kind of kind of a scary situation. Because hmm. okay. if you got a gun, the scariest thing about a gun and you're in fear, you gonna you may end up using it. Right. So. What's your question? Well, you, you know, uh, in thinking about the article I read, one of the one of the other trigger points he mentioned that he's heard people who are picking up these guns say is that, you know, um, even the even the Black Lives Matter protests, you know, and, and it was odd hearing that people are concerned about what's going to happen to them on a domestic front. Um, what word am I looking for? In, in light of the Black Lives Matter protests, right? Because we, you know, we we've seen around the time of George Floyd's execution, you know, these these protests get out of hand. And and I, if I read the article correctly, what I detected was people think some of that some of that um, other activity that I don't think is related to Black Lives Matter protests could come to their doorstep. So this this was a catalyst for them arming themselves. I mean, what, what do you what do you think about that, Walker? It's fear again. It's fear again. Yeah, that's true. You know that's what I mean, true. It, true. it just it just falls into the whole fear category. And and for me, I mean, I get it. Um, I I understand. I understand people feeling the need to protect themselves, but with a gun comes great responsibility, especially if you're going to have kids in the home. Like you, you have to have methods by which to secure your weapon, know how to use the weapon, know when to use the weapon, the whole nine. Um, so yeah, that's that's my whole thing. Like my my whole. Th- hope and concern is that it never comes to a to a point to where civilians are arming themselves out of the fear of being potentially attacked Mm. you know what i mean that just that just creates a very scary scenario in society you know um so yeah gotcha thanks walker what you got bro um let's talk about uh this is i don't know how much you care about this but ellen degeneres so so before hashtag replace Ellen so was trending this past week before I say discuss our trash I am gonna I am gonna submit the fact that my wife and I had a lengthy conversation about this just yesterday so considering that we're definitely going to discuss this what are your thoughts on this man 
I think it's interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, Deep you know, Dive by Ronnie Gatry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Need some theme music here. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, Walker. The I guess, I guess for me, the little bit that I've heard, and, and I'll admit I haven't heard much or read much, but the little bit that I've read and investigated in this, what intrigues me most is about the um, the workplace culture that I've heard depicted. You know, at the Ellen DeGeneres show, in terms of you know. Um, show executives using you know aggressive foul language in these production meetings you read about some of that stuff walker you know and it just i did yeah and that there there are bigger things socially that's happening there but that was a one trigger point i couldn't just just detach my mental from you know um what was i gonna say you, you think about you think about the heartbeat of the ellen DeGeneres show you know it's everybody love everyone and i'm ellen and i've got i've got a ton of money and i'm gonna give it to you a modern day oprah if you will and um you know only to pull back the curtains a little bit and be like oh there's absolute turmoil going on and and some of it allegedly is coming from ellen herself you know so which is which is kind of you know kind of disturbing to me allegedly walker don't don't give me that don't give me that action it's, it's a legend. legend. Yeah. <laughs> Go it's, ahead. It's a legend. No, no. I, you know, I don't know why. I, 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 to me, I think it's great that Ellen is this 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 fun going on the show. She's this fun going, easy going. Hey, let's dance. Let's you know this whole thing. And I'm like, y'all, she's a human being. She gets moody like y'all get moody. Like I do. Like she don't want to. No, you're on a whole nother level. You're on a whole nother level. Don't even <laughs> even try to insert yourself into this. Sorry, I thought I'd no. Cry. I'm just like I. She's she's human. Like if she she may you know what I mean. And again, that's not to absolve her. Like I'm not caping for Ellen, but I I don't I don't I don't think I get the outrage here as it pertains to her because I've heard people reports that that. Ellen is not really as nice as she portrays herself to be on TV. Isn't that true of a lot of people who are on TV? Like that's, you know what I mean? Like my thing is you are, she is a persona. Like she is that, that is a caricature of who she is, but I'm pretty sure she has days. She don't want to be bothered. I'm pretty sure she has days. She don't feel like talking. Like I'm just like, she's not like, that's human. It's a human now, right. As yeah. it pertains to her executive producers, creating a toxic work culture and sexual harassment and and that whole like yeah i feel reason why i think the whole cancel thing will or replace ellen is ridiculous to me is we have like to me this is just an example of how as a society we have gone from accusations to like once an accusation comes forth we just crown ourselves judge jury executioner and we get people out of here without them giving them any time to acknowledge it any time to investigate it any time to even fix the problem we want them gone and i just think that's unfair especially if ellen has intentions of trying to address the workplace because if if she is indeed responsible for which she is it's her show give her an opportunity to fix it is what I'm saying. Isn't the issue that she addresses these issues on her job? Isn't that the real issue? Do you want to cancel a show and people don't have a place to work at all? Or just get rid of it? Thoughts? Yeah, I, I have to disagree with you on one of your points there. You, you kind of 
you kind of set off something with that. And you, you, you said it's, what, you said, you, exactly? you, you kind of alluded to Ellen's responsibility for this show. You know, um, you said it's her, it's her show. show. It, it is her show. But think about it, Walker. The optics say it's her show. You don't sure. think you don't think Ellen has a boss? You don't think Ellen has a I mean look at Nick Cannon, right? They got Nick Cannon up out of there on his own show. So so I, I don't think it's fair to associate Ellen with that responsibility. She is on, on the basis on the basis of it's her show because it's not her show. Her she name assumed is it. her name is on a show. She that, assumed it. She what? She assumed the responsibility. Yeah, that, that's what you're supposed to do, but it's not her show, is what I'm trying to get you to understand, Walker. So semantics. Okay, it's not her show, but if she's willing to work with her executive producers to fix the issue, isn't that her responsibility? I disagree. Even if she assumes it. You have to, you have to do something if you're Ellen. But I she think She ain't got to do Jack. No, you, well, okay, excuse me. You should do something if you're Ellen. You should. But to, okay, but, so to, but to put if, the weight to, to put the weight of the responsibility on Ellen on a show that's not really hers. I got a problem with that. And let me say one other thing, Walker. Let me say Let me say one other thing. If you think they're gonna cancel Ellen, I got news for you, bro. <laughs> they can cancel whoever they want to. Ellen DeGeneres is not getting canceled. I'll she go on record. Isn't. No, she definitely isn't. She probably isn't. But I'm saying who else is responsible then, Gatry? Well, I mean the show's boss. Shut up, Gatry. <laughs> I don't think it's Ellen has a boss. For the sake of disagree. Ellen has a boss. Okay. Right? Who's the boss name? I don't know. I don't get involved in the in industry talk. But someone okay. is cutting Ellen a check to so do. Do you think Ellen has enough influence on that show to where if there's an executive producer who's doing whatever, Ellen can't Ellen can't move the needle there? And address that issue. Walker. You're saying that she can't do that at all. Hey, I'm just, I just work here. That's what Ellen does. <laughs> you just discredited everything I just said, man. Come that's on. what I'm asking. Answer Be the question. Be fair to me. Be fair to me. Okay. You're Ellen, saying, but basically, you're just saying she's a figurehead. Yeah, it's not her show. Okay. Okay. So you're telling me if you removed Ellen and replaced her with somebody else, that show still takes off? Hey. <laughs> When they brought um when they brought Strahan in to replace uh what's his name? Rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Regis still wanted st- Regis still wanted to cook. But you know how that situation went. They got him up out of there. And it was live with Regis and Kelly, I think her name was. That show is as big as Ellen's. We can argue it. Not anymore, maybe not. But at the time, it's Regis. He's it's the only reason we we shout him out for um for his for his tragic death last week. If it wasn't for the show, I don't think we're talking about Regis Philbin. Okay. So Ellen can't. Ellen Ellen shouldn't move the needle. It's, it's her boss. I'm not saying that, Walker. You're trying to put the weight of it on her. What I want to get you to understand is she I'm does- saying she is assumed responsibility. Maybe not all, but she's assumed a responsibility. And what I'm saying is she Am shouldn't I, have okay. to. So you're you're making my point for me, Gatry. Oh, how? If she should. And you're saying you're saying she should do that, but it's not responsible to make her. It's 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 not fair to make her responsible, but she should. What are you saying? No, I, my 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 disagreement with you came from your comments of saying it was her responsibility. That's the only reason I'm disagreeing with you, Walker. But she assumed responsibility. Oh. You still gonna disagree? Um, yes. 
Fair enough. Your go. Walker, this next one, you know, is like, right. You're going to trash it. But this one is so close to my heart that it's not even funny. Dude, 45. I'm definitely going to trash it. Trash it now. 45 signed an executive order to ban TikTok. Discuss. Oh, this, this okay. is actually on my list. Okay. This is actually on my list of things. This is this is number two. Well, I thought we were gonna get one of. We was gonna match up on one. <laughs> Walker, <laughs> I got an issue with this. What you got an issue? I got with a problem. As a, as a okay, TikTok. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Oh, and let's make this fun. Let's make this fun. I am playing. Devil's advocate. This is not indicative of how I feel. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I want to hear your problems with this. Okay. As a TikTok account holder, as I am, <laughs> dude, I love TikTok. You would. Go I ahead. love TikTok. Love it. Real men don't tweet, but real men TikTok. Real men TikTok. All day. <laughs> I see what you did there. Well played, sir. But anyway, <laughs> as a TikTok account holder, I can I can definitely vouch for and and I don't care if I, you know, I, I'm beyond the point of embarrassment. I can say honestly and wholeheartedly, I've become a better person because of TikTok. Right? Now Walker, you're over there in your devil's advocate chair thinking TikTok is a rinky-dink app for teenagers to show off the latest dance craze. While you can get in a lot of that on TikTok, there's actually some educating material on TikTok that exists beyond the realm of dancing and entertainment. Walker, do you know how many iPhone hacks I found on TikTok? <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, 45 says, you know, this is a this is an issue of global security. You know, the Chinese are taking all of our information from TikTok because we put a lot of important information on there anyway. And in the midst of a pandemic, this is the move I'm going to make. I'm going to take TikTok out of the equation. And on the other hand, just watch people die from this. Uh, what did what did he call it, Walker? What did he call it? A China virus? Does it, doesn't this seem doesn't this? seem a little connected here walker do you smell this oh you're devil's advocate i'm sorry so my, the whole the whole my whole point here walker is i love tiktok tiktok is great why why all the energy to cut it right now in the midst of everything are we are we really that susceptible to like a cyber attack from china via tiktok and if so hey i'll, I'll listen but that that's that's pretty much the the basis of my argument. How easy was it for Russia to affect our election? Well, good question. Good question. Just through Facebook. Through Facebook, right? Through Facebook, right? Through Facebook, right? Through Facebook? Yeah. Because you know you've read you've read the stuff about Russia allegedly uh, manipulating advertising space in this political election <laughs> by using Facebook as a vehicle, right? But I've heard no talks of getting Facebook up out of here. Okay. Um. What else do you, you got? Devil's advocate. Do you think our government has access to Facebook? Yeah. Wait. Okay. Fed. Fed. Hmm? Yes, That's absolutely. So they have access to it. 
Do you think they have that same access to a TikTok? They should. If it's in, if it's based where? Where's TikTok based? It's. What do you mean by access? You mean like I can I can physically go to Facebook and view content? Access to people's data. Oh. No, you can if the servers are in China. You can? You cannot unless you want to do some unethical hacking. So isn't that what the concern is? And by the way, it's not like TikTok is like will only be banned in the US. It's banned in other places. Is it really? India. <laughs> that's not a that's not a that's not a country. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me name countries that you think are relevant. Um That was not a slight that. to India. I don't know what what was that? So was give, give me your energy. You stack. I just named a country I that know, banned TikTok. But you said countries, and I know and, that's by the cool. way, Facebook. Like IG, YouTube, all these apps, they're banned in China. Google Google also is banned in China. You're right. So they got their own versions of them. So isn't that what, what Trump is wanting? Hey, let's get access to this TikTok if we're gonna have it in our in, in, in our country, right? Mr. Devil's so, so, Advocate. So sell, Mr. Devil's sell Advocate to Microsoft in forty five days or pack your bags and leave. Mr. Devil's not, Advocate. Huh? Mr. Devil's Advocate. Yeah, my question. My question to you is, why now? <laughs> why now? Why now? Of everything going on, you want to go say, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pull this pin on TikTok," and you got it. You got a whole bunch of other stuff going on over here. I don't get it. That's a good question. An I executive mean, you, you order, have, bro. You do have this big thing called coronavirus that you're not really giving much attention to. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one. I do have an answer. I but can't I'm, wait you, I'm too busy no, playing devil's advocate. I can't wait to take, your, devil, I can't wait you take your devil's advocate hat off because I want to hear what the real Walker thinks. <laughs> so de-hat yourself and spit this that is bad. This app is banned elsewhere and, and China doesn't allow our apps to exist in so, their space. So what's the problem? So we try what's to be like China? So, so, tr- so you just want Trump to just be like, okay, we can't have our stuff over there. You can have it. Sure. You can but use what, TikTok here. What is this stuff though? Are we trading, are we trading like financial secrets on TikTok? We're no, dancing no. and finding iPhone hacks. Is that all what's on TikTok? Well, I haven't explained Oh, you haven't looked the seed, haven't you? TikTok, no. Okay, you just, you know, just casually other things on there. You just never know. That's true. Just never know. No, what I think is, uh, it's weird. It's weird because at the same time, he even mentioned earlier last week that the U.S. government should that transaction go through with Microsoft and TikTok if Microsoft requires it that the US government should get a cut of that I'm pretty sure that's a conflict of interest somewhere but of course he's not bright enough to know that he shouldn't say that publicly but he says whatever he wants to publicly um and you have to keep in mind like TikTok was one another one of the reasons why his uh with his last rally in Oklahoma, this is personal. Was was a disaster. K-pop came so through speak. via TikTok. 
So I mean, yeah. you, you can you can you can pull, you can poke holes through why you don't think like why one would think that yeah he doesn't have the best intentions and it's secretly during a time where he's trying to run, uh, he's trying to get reelected. So yeah, I, the timing of it, yes, I get that, I get that, I get the timing of it, and I, I, I just I, it's it's amazing the energy he's putting into TikTok when there's so many other pressing issues facing our country. I with you there. I with you there. I just had fun playing devil's advocate. That was good. Well, um, as long as you're having fun, Walker, I'll keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you did you did hear that TikTok is is threatening to sue Trump, right? Yeah, they're gonna counter sue. Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure how that's gonna go. But is it counter sue? Not counter sue, or just sue? Is it? Oh, yeah, maybe just a sue. I, I use the term counter sue in my notes. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a lawsuit. It's just a lawsuit. You know, uh, basically, you know, they haven't even given them enough time to respond to the allegations or anything like that. So that right. that's I don't think they've filed it yet, but they're planning to. Is what I've. You know, one thing that a friend of mine, because because when I first uh, started reading about this, I was I was emotionally just coming unwound, right? And, that's a um, shocker. <laughs> if you ever got on TikTok, you'd understand. Um, but you know what my friend told me? He was like, yeah, chill out, man. You know if they ban TikTok, they're just going to come up with something else. And I was Pretty like, much. you know what? You're right. <laughs> Rest in peace to Vine. But, you know, TikTok is nothing but a long-lost <laughs> relative of Vine. That's all it is. And I loved Vine when it was here. You know? So they'll come with something else. I need to stop tripping. You need to what? I need to stop tripping. Don't do this. <laughs> Go do what? You said it. <laughs> Go to your next topic, sir. <laughs> um, another day, uh, another Joe Biden episode of him sticking his foot in your mouth, in his mouth. Discuss the trash. <laughs> it depends where the foot's going. <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> in his mouth. Discuss the trash. I don't care about Biden. So discuss the trash. You gotta think about it. Jeopardy music. I wish I had a cue up. Can I? Can I? Um, can I just hear? Can I agree to to listen? No. So, this is a podcast. So if you if we I have say to dis- talk to each other, if I say discuss, that means I've got to submit some thoughts about it. That's pretty much what discuss or trash. How, how long it works. have we been doing this? Eighty eight episodes. <laughs> Let's discuss it, Walker. I'm going to be civil today. Not gonna be ratchet. So, what? <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, um, so Biden this past Thursday was was talking with the National Association of Black Journalists and the National Association of Hispanic Journalists. Okay. And he was comparing the diversity of both the black and Latino communities. So his words exactly, quote, what you all know, but most people don't know, don't even know what that means. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things, Biden says. You go to Florida, you find a very different attitude about immigration in certain places than you do when you're in Arizona. It's a very different, very diverse community. 
So basically, he insinuated that there's not much diversity within the black community that we're, dare I say, monolithic. So it looks like you have thoughts now. There goes those thoughts. I knew they were there. What you got, Gatry? Walker, seriously? Joe Biden listens to our podcast and he has for the past year and a half. And I know he I know he heard you say, Walker, that black people are not a monolith. Has he? Has he? Dude, this is insulting. You are insulted. Yes, and I'm not even black. (laughs) Blackish for our new listeners. So, so he he's saying the Latin community possesses more layers of diversity than the black community. I got a black guy in Arizona that's going to agree with the black guy in Florida. Right. I got a black guy in New Mexico who's going to agree with the black guy in North Dakota. Right, and then he want—he has the audacity to go on the Breakfast Club and challenge my blackness for not voting for him. But you are going to vote for him. How do you know that? Because because that's what want, that's what the monolith wants us to do. You are going to vote for him. You don't know who I'm going to vote for. I may vote for yes, you. No, you're not. Because he's not even going. You're going to write him in. Why not? At this point, what does it even matter? I may write you in, Walker. Don't do that. Why not? I don't want to be president of this country. I enjoy my hair looking black. What? You think you think you think if you get elected to the office they're gonna ask that you cut your hair? No, I like my hair looking black. I don't want gray hairs. Oh you see God. you see how Obama's hair looked? Before and after presidency. Dude, shout out to Mayor Woodfin, but even him on a mayoral level. Dude, that beard was so thick and black the night of his uh inauguration. It's it's Ooh, it's a it's a it's a thankless, tiresome job. I'll put it to you that way. I don't want that. I don't want them problems. You like okay, you don't want the gray hairs, not yet. You want to let life kind of yeah, I want I want to come organically. I don't want to become because you Negroes out there wearing me half to death. No, this, this is an insulting um, vibe here, Walker. I'm not. I'm not crazy about this. Listen, um, I didn't get all that offended. Now I understand why people are offended. One hundred percent. I know why but, you didn't get offended because I listen why? to this podcast because you have a low set of expectations. <laughs> And when you come in low, it's not so far to drop. I thought you were you crazy AF like when you said that, Let's but see. now I get it. <laughs> this is Joe being Joe. Yeah. Like Joe, like have you ever listened to Joe Biden like when he does like when he talks about other things? Like when they ask him about his health, Joe has a hard time finishing sentences. Like it's getting it's getting concerning. It really is. And I really wonder, like, my thing is, is like, we joked about, we joked about, I don't know if we were recording yet. We, we joked about my pops and how I talked about how he, he had, you know, he disagreed with some comments I made concerning Joe Biden. And his problem was 
was that it sounded as though we were discouraging people to not vote for Biden because we need to vote Trump out of office, right? But my thing is, is that if, if we're going to, if we're already going to look at Trump and see that he's not adequate or has what it takes to be a good president for our country, how come we can't keep the same energy and use that same evaluation towards Biden? Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Well, you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Like we're looking, yes, we understand we will probably have COVID for another two, three years if Trump gets reelected. We understand that. And I think if you want to make that pitch on this podcast, make it. If you want COVID to go away, elect Biden. You have a better chance at doing that. But on other issues, especially issues that concern black people, is this the guy really? And and, and I look at it this way. If we can arguably say that Trump is not the president we voted for, but the president that America deserves right now, can the same be said about Biden as being the Democratic nominee? He's not the one we voted for, but he's the one like this is the guy we rallied around to get rid of Trump. And it's like have you ever watched a game where two teams look like they were both trying to lose. This is what it looks like. <laughs> like both teams want the first round draft pick. Like they're both trying to throw the season. This is we're what it taking. Looks like. No, we're taking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. It's, it's, it's what it looks like. Great analogy, by the way. <laughs> it, just, it looks like both of them want the number one draft pick. This is what it looks like. Because both of them, it seems like they're going out of their way to throw this. But um, but yeah, Gatry, you're voting for Biden. You you know you are. Am you know I? you are. Am you are. Vote. You are because you vote. You want to know why you vote. You vote. That's why. Now I know you're you live in a state to where it's pretty much set stone how the state's gonna go. We get that. But you're voting Biden. You in good faith. You in good faith are not voting for Trump. And you in good faith are not writing in yay. Stranger Woodfin, things have happened Woodfin in the ballot would, box. And Woodfin would call you and curse you out if he found out you wrote him in. Hey, just I just want him to call me. <laughs> Or maybe you will write me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll take that back then. That's all I got, man. Same here. So let's transition to shout outs and player of the week. Who's your shout out? Walker, you'll appreciate this. Um, <laughs> my shout out is Mike Loxley. Do you know this guy, Walker? Sounds familiar. Yeah, he's former offensive coordinator. Ah, yeah, yeah. head coach of Maryland. Yeah, so uh, head coach of Maryland now, former offensive co- coordinator at uh, Alabama. Uh, college football it is for um, people who are confused. Um, he has uh, formed the National Coalition of Minority Football Coaches. So the I guess the whole purpose of this is to give um, – People like people that look like you and me, Walker, that are in this arena, not just college football, but even professional football and who are, who have made an impact on players and teams. Give them the opportunities to get the right headset on, if you know what I mean. So um, 
what's what's strong about this Walker is um, Loxley himself has talked about the struggles that he's had in uh, coming up through the ranks. And you think about some of the stops he's made on his college football tour and some of the impact he's made. It's you know, because I had to do my research on Loxley when, when he came to Bama, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" But then I went back and looked. I was like, "Okay, um, this guy's been a part of some great things, right?" But he says, even in the midst of that, a lot of minority coaches aren't getting the love that they should. And a lot of coaches know this, but nothing's being done about it. So um, he's formed this coalition, Walker, and uh, he's established a board of directors. I'm not going to name everybody, but I am going to name three people. Mike Tomlin, I know you're a fan of his, Doug Williams, and Nick Saban himself. So shout out to Locks on this one, man. Um, this is an effort that I can get behind, and I want to see everybody win, man. But if everybody's going to win, sometimes you got to give an opportunity to someone who may not look like you. So thank Locks. So my story is coming from uh, News One. Actually, uh, my shout out is going to a six year old from Long Island by the name of Kelly Boston Hill. And she loves reading books so much that she has collected over 5000 books to donate to undeserved youth in the midst in the midst of shelter in place orders during this pandemic. Uh, during this time, this girl has launched a project dubbed the Kelly's Dollhouse to share book reviews and do virtual read-alongs for children who didn't have access to books themselves. She tuned in to a read-along hosted by the nonprofit organization, The Book Fairies, which works to promote literacy amongst youth. The organization hosts an annual book drive to collect reading material for children and adults in need. Since its inception, that organization has collected 2.3 million books. After learning about the book drive, Kelly decided she wanted to join up with that organization to make an impact. She hosted a book drive for her birthday and received, collected over 5,000 books, 3,000 of which were donated within four hours. Goodness gracious. Uh, those who, who donated were loved ones, local businesses, and a group of organizations from Long Island, Queens, and Brooklyn. Um, so yeah, just wanted to shout out this young girl for sharing her love for books and promoting literacy, literacy amongst children and adults alike. So shout outs to that young, young queen. Who played himself, sir? All right, Walker, the foolishness is amongst us. I'm going to bring to you, um... Robert Berger, that's B-E-R-G-E-R. Anybody hungry besides me? Um, Robert Berger, uh, he's a he's a native of uh somewhere in New York. Uh, I didn't pull that. Now let me get that because that's a, that's an important that's an important uh, point. Let me get that real quick, Walker. Long Island, Strong Island, as you people like to call it. So, um, yeah, Berger, a uh, relative of, not relative, a citizen of Long Island, he um, <laughs> he was recently accused for uh, on Grand Theft Auto charges, and uh, he was facing a pretty lengthy pre- prison sentence. And so, Walker, he did what you and I would probably do in this situation. Nobody's trying to go to prison for real, even if I am in the wrong. I'm not trying to be locked up, you know? 
So what Robert did was he gave <laughs> a death certificate to his attorney <laughs> and told his attorney, hey, give this to the judge. I killed myself. <sighs> so <laughs> I'm sorry. I told myself I wasn't going to laugh through this. So the attorney goes through <laughs> on this request. <laughs> Several people played themselves here. I'm about to say, who, who, yeah, who's really the player of the week here? The attorney goes through the request, gives it to the judge, and says, Judge, unfortunately, my client um, has deceased, and so um, you can't really <laughs> convict him or anything. <laughs> so the judge says, oh, okay, interesting. Let me take a look at that death certificate. <laughs> So he looks at it, he examines it, and uh, he asks he asks someone, I guess his assistant or whoever judges have as their assistant. He says, "Hey, give give me an example of the death uh, of a of a death certificate. I just want to compare because something seems a little off about this one." So he gets another one, compares it, and um, Walker. Um, there's a term death certificate registry. It's it's in you know like that old English type of font that we see on a lot of legal documents. Uh, yeah, he had registry spelled incorrectly on this forged document. But, you know, the judge went on to say, hey, this word spelled incorrectly, um, not notarized by anyone either. And you've got some font inconsistencies on this death certificate. So the judge then orders the attorney, bring me burger. <laughs> He's not dead. Bring me burger. We're going to convict him. We're going to throw him under the jail on top of his grand theft auto charges. He's going to get charged for whatever this crime is. And now your boy Berg, young Berg is facing. Don't do that. Don't Don't do that. (laughs) Robert. You are so disrespectful. (laughs) Robert. You are trash. Robert Berger is now facing four years in prison, man. <laughs> hey, Rob. You idiots. You don't like Youngberg? No, don't do that to Youngberg. Youngberg didn't ask for none of this. Do not. He should not be catching a stray for that. <laughs> He had nothing to do with that. He's just out here trying to make music. <laughs> uh, my player of the week goes to Vincent J. Sessler of uh, Illinois. Vinny says. Uh, so he is a former Dunkin' Donuts uh, employee. And he has been arrested. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, he's currently, I don't think he's been officially charged yet, but an investigation is ongoing. Needless to say, he will be charged. You may ask, what is he being charged for? The trooper, state trooper, came by and ordered some coffee. And he opened up the top after he got his coffee, only to discover thick mucus in his coffee. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Vincent J. Sessler out of his disdain for police, took it upon himself to spit in this officer's coffee. Now, we understand the issue going on with police in our country. 
we've always said that we are not, it's not that we're against police. We understand the necess- that police are necessary. Good police are necessary, but we are against police injustice. And what we want to see is accountability amongst police. Without accountability, and I've said this before on the podcast numerous times, if you don't have accountability, you have a group of people who are sanctioned by law to carry guns and enforce the law think that they're above the law. In other words, you're acting like a sanctioned gang. So there needs to be accountability amongst police officers so that when one breaks the law or does something unlawful, they're held accountable. That's all we want. We're not against police. So in no good faith would I ever condone the actions of a Vincent J. Sessler here. And of course he should be arrested for this. And my thing, my question to Vincent is this. If you have an issue with police, why would you do something, go out your way to get arrested by police? Why would you be taken to somewhere where there are a lot of police? If you have this strong disdain for police, does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't really formulate any type of, um, yeah, sense. They're still that. investigating, but I did read here that he was charged with disorderly conduct, reckless conduct, and battery to a peace officer, according to Illinois State Police. Goodness Some gracious. light, but uh, needless to say, this guy definitely played himself. If you dislike cops that much, don't do anything to call yourselves being apprehended and detained by the same people you cannot stand. That would make sense to me. Um, Khaled, thoughts on this? Congratulations. You played yourself. That's all I got, bro. Uh, you got something else, Walker. I can sense it. Mm, yeah, I do. So I kind of alluded to it. I kind of alluded to it early in the podcast. We were talking about Ellen, but I'll emphasize it a little bit more here. My word for the week is pause. Not the pause. We not the new way of saying no homo or anything like that. My my word here is just pause. Does everyone need to be canceled? Is it necessary to counsel everybody? Sure. There are a few people out there who probably need to be canceled. There's some people out there who, who don't want accountability. There's some people out there who are just trash human beings and they should be canceled. Not gatry trash, but trash as an evil. Okay. These people probably need to be canceled, but does that apply to everyone? Can we at least get to where we hold people accountable for their actions and then allow them the opportunity to learn from their mistakes and grow? Isn't growth the goal in life. So before we cancel and get rid of people, let's pause, hold them accountable and give them the opportunity to learn from their mistakes. Cause believe it or not, there are people out there that genuinely want to get better. They may not know everything or say everything or do everything as right or as you think they should, but they have what we would like to call a good heart. And if they're convicted about something wrong, can we give them the grace and the opportunity to do it right and make things right? After all, isn't that what we would want if we found ourselves in those similar situations? So before we just throw people off the cliff and cancel them left and right, let's pause and show a little grace for once. 
And with that, the doors of the Tipping Point Pod Church are open. Let us stand. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Let us go in peace. Have a great and productive week. Keep those kids safe at school, Gat. And as always, I am Caesar Walker. He is Ronnie Gatry. This is the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening.